gotcha. Man, I saw you drink over here. Yeah, buddy, get that. I was gonna say, get that pee yeah. drink out of my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tim doesn't drink urine. I promise I don't drink <laughs> urine. Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome to the More Than Tattoos podcast. My name is Chris Powell. This is my co-host, Tim. And tonight, we're going to be talking about the consultation process. Got a few tattooers that want us to talk about some more tattoo-related stuff. And, um, this, you know, we're going to get into some tattoo things, but I don't think we're going to be talking, like, technical application. And when I say that, I mean, like, needle to skin. I feel like that's something that's hard to talk about over the mic and expect you to get something from it. You got to kind of be hands-on in that process, at least for me. Um, you know, I could hear you say do this, do that. But unless like I got the machine in my hand, I'm actually doing it and seeing the results. Uh, it's, it's really hard for me to, to use that stuff. And, but, uh, outside of that, I think there's a whole realm of things that as a tattooer, we have to have in our business, have to utilize, be good at or improve. So, um, I think that you guys could find some value in the consultation process, uh, that we're going to be going over. Um, I'm not going to be talking about how to get the consultations. I feel like that's a whole realm of fucking marketing that we may have already touched on a decent amount, but, um, that's not really the point of this video. And then I'm not going to be talking about my filtering process, uh, which if you guys have any questions on that, what that looks like, uh, feel free to ask. Maybe we could do a Patreon or something sometimes that, uh, we'll let you in on some of that. Uh, or maybe just in another video. Right. But um, I think that I really want to preface one thing before I dive into this. And uh, we are kind of jumping into things pretty quick here. But I really want to say how much I do admire uh, the tattoo industry for this reason. I see a lot of tattooers who are always striving and thriving to be the best tattooer they can be apply the best tattoos or just create the dopest designs or um i I feel like that's huge and out of all the things that we like to talk about it seems like most people get caught up on that aspect and i i do fuck with that heavy because that is important you know i no matter how good you are at marketing no matter how good you are at talking to people you know the first thing they do when they're looking at tattooers is look at your fucking portfolio Mm mm-hmm you know, so out of everything we're going to talking talking about today, this isn't like the magic pill. Yeah, you, know, you still got to work and and work on being the best tattooer you can be as far as the tattoos go. That's a given. Um, you know, you definitely always want to push yourself to be better each time. Focus on your technique, especially needle to skin, um, and. Yeah, I already kind of covered. You guys are going to have to excuse us a little bit because we're going to kind of go off some notes here. So we're going to be looking at the screen, and I may need to find my spot a little bit. Uh, This is probably the first video that we're actually doing this. Usually it's just off the top of the dome. And uh, we could have did that, but I I just want to make sure that I'm talking about each aspect and uh, we're not, we don't miss anything. Mm -hmm. Because this stuff's important, you know. Um, I think a lot of what we've talked up until this point has been like, how we feel about stuff yeah. and right like quick thoughts and that's easy but when you're talking about something like a consultation process it there there are maybe sciences to it and good steps to know yeah um and you've taught me that a lot over time yeah but albeit you know 
you're probably going to have a lot more to say about these things than yeah. I would because I don't do it, sure. uh, you know, as much, nearly as much. You know, I maybe I think in the last year I've had like two clients, <laughs> two, <Yeah>. nine, <laughs> two new ones. Uh, so, yeah, I think you just don't want to miss anything with this kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, I did ask Tim to kind of play a devil's advocate role or try to... Uh, you know, maybe if a, a good question pops up to where he could see, like, maybe there's another side of this perspective and that'll allow me to kind of maybe explain why we chose this one over that one uh, and why this works for us. I'm, I'm not saying that this exact process works will work for everyone, but I do think there's a lot of things I do in my consultation that gives me an advantage or uh, helps me book tattoos. But, uh, but yeah, so we're strictly looking at the consultation process. Now, there, are, like I said, there are a few times, there are a few points getting into the shop when you show up for your consultation where we've already talked, we've already done the email thing, um, they've already vetted my website, they know that I'm a good fit for them, uh, they've looked at my work, they're ready to go. They just want some more information and there's a couple things that I don't cover on my website that I make sure to cover in the tattoo process but um, I guess I could start with I book 45 minutes uh, for consultations now I know that there are tattooers that literally do consultations at 20 minutes I've seen ones do hour hour and a half which I do think there is a certain point where it's just too long and we need to, to cut it down but for me 45 minutes is kind of a sweet spot it gives me time to talk with the clients and not just go straight to the chase. I think there's uh, a lot of time to build that relationship or try to try to connect. Um, but really one of the first things I'm looking at when someone does come into the shop is really their body language. You know, how do they, how are they coming in? Are they, they they more loud, smiley, you know, they you could just tell that they don't know a stranger. Are they more reserved? Are they got their arms crossed? How are they waiting? Do they you know, there's a lot of things I'm kind of looking for and based on that will will kind of help me with my approach. Now I feel like the first thing I I want to try to do is get someone to laugh. You know, I'm the fucking king of bad jokes. I think that's big. You know, yeah, and I, if I can if I can set them at ease, that's really what I'm trying to do is set them at ease. Um, so looking at body language, I'm also kind of assessing my body language. What am I projecting? You know, have, have I had a rough one before this, and now I'm bringing this negative body language into this consultation, or you know, am I am I light on my feet? Am I happy? Am I projecting? I'm excited to be there. Those are really the first two things that I, I want to try to wrap my head around um, because if I am being in a, a negative frame of mind, it's not benefiting me. So I need to try to quickly, you know, get out of that. Bad jokes are great for that. You know, sometimes I even have my tablet out and I'll fucking click my screen on and I, like a year ago, Tim put my face like really big <laughs> on my screensaver and I've never changed it. Um, that always gets a laugh out of clients. But uh yeah, that's that's the main that's the that's the first thing I'm doing. And then I'm looking to kind of mirror their body language. You know, and the toughest one for me is if someone does come in all fucking like I don't really don't know the personality names outside of uh the being maybe like a sanguine where they're just like love stories, they're happy, don't know a stranger. 
that one's the hardest for me because my personality type is very monotone and like laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking to match their energy. Uh, which do you have any tips on like maybe how to do that? Cause it, I can agree with that. You know, I can relate because I'm totally low energy monotone. I usually connect a lot easier with those people. Cause I feel uh, like they see me. I see like, Hey, we're, we're just comfortable. So do you have any tips on like, it might sound silly, but dude, I mean, I struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. And really just, uh, comes from asking some good questions, you know, and I think an easy way to go is just like, Hey, how's your day? You know, how's your, how was your drive here? Did you hit traffic? You know, uh, did you work today? Uh, you know, how's your day going? And based on their answer, oh, it's been long. I'm fucking tired. Now I can kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I feel that. You know, Lakeland was up fucking all night last night puking twice, you know, or, um, oh, no, today was a good day. And then I can try to connect in a certain way. But if I can, I'll make a bad joke. I know I keep mentioning that, but. Uh, some kind of like goofy, you know, I don't even know right off the top of my head. Chris but. talks about how much he stresses late at night for like thinking of business and stuff, but really he's just Googling the best <laughs> bad jokes ever. Yeah, I got like a, an index card in my pocket full <laughs> right. of them. They do work well though. They work good. <laughs> but you know, just, just, uh, just trying to get a smile or something or to where like if they're sitting like this, arms crossed, Something that gets them to put their arms down and just fucking relax. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the environment of the shop helps with that a lot. You know, you walk into a studio and then there's like three or four people like, oh, hey, how are you doing? How's your day going? I think that helps. Um, But just asking some good questions. And, uh, you know, maybe how'd you hear about the studio here? Uh, how 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 long have you been wanting to get this tattoo? You know? Um, some thing, some things along those lines, but I'm I'm looking to set them at ease. So if we if we get to the point where we're gonna start talking information, talking money, it's not right out the rip. Like they've been comforted, yeah, comforted, and yeah, it's relaxed. not just straight to the business, yeah. Um, and I think with that, I, I maybe like a good principle behind it is like. Yes, we all know we're we're here to do business, right? Like, let's not be silly. You know, I don't want to. Um, uh, what's the word? I don't want to be. Um, I don't know. I don't want to overcoddle my client. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, um, dude, I I just want to be cool with you. Let's let's yeah. let's be cool, man. Let's just be cool first. Like, be friends and whatnot. Yeah. Because really, you know, I don't know you. Right. Um, and who knows maybe maybe you walk in super loud and you're like what the fuck's up y'all fucking party you know just like and you're like oh man i don't know i want to work with this guy he's yeah. he's a wild card but um okay, that's a little side tangent but <clears throat> yeah yeah for sure you you definitely want them to be at ease and comfortable uh i think you know also it's like if they if they have to wait a couple minutes it's hey the restroom's back there we got water you know if you have snacks in your studio or something offer them you know show some hospitality to them i think that's huge as well but uh the the toughest ones are when they come in and you could tell they're in a bad mood or they're just like they are strictly business and want to get right to it Mm -hmm. and kind of like in a sense dry and it's like okay we'll just tell you know just lay it on me kind of right. thing then it's those ones are are tougher for me versus like you know you want you want them to come in laid back i i don't know right um, a big term that i hear from those people is like what's the damage 
All right, what's mm. the damage though? Yeah. yeah, yeah, those ones are tough, man. Those those ones are tough. Or someone who just tries to like power you and take control of the situation and just like um run you through your own consultation. Mm-hmm. The, those ones are tough, but um. Yeah, definitely, definitely good questions you want to ask. And, you know, it's like, why me? Why did you even choose me? Um, I think that a question like that or how did you find out about the uh, about the shop here at me kind of helps them reconfirm why they're even here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this isn't the most exciting stuff here, but uh, I want them to tell me why they chose me. So now moving forward through this process... I can make sure that I'm meeting expectations in that area. You know, mm. if they chose me for this reason, but I'm like hyping up this reason that they don't even care about. You know, so I just, I just want to cater to their needs. And that's a lot of the consultation. What I'm doing is that in, in sales, you say you want to solve their problem. You know, I'm not really looking at it like a problem. It's just, this is, this is what they're excited about. This is why then. And now I, I just want to, I want to pick up on that, and then I want to be able to add that to my my bag of fucking stuff moving forward. Right. You, so it's not necessarily a problem, but they are coming to you with a goal. Yeah. And, like, how, how can I best help you accomplish your goal? And I think that that is a really good point because um, it's easy to not see this as uh, – or even just, like, the small comment – like what I'm about to share as being the thing that they're looking for. But a lot of com- like clients will come in and be like, man, your shit's so fucking detailed. You know, I love mm-hmm. that fucking detail. So for me, I'm like, there's a lot of things about Chris's artwork that make it your artwork. One of them is the detail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, and again, maybe I'm just like shooting the dark here because I don't do tattoos, right? But I would almost hear that and be like, okay, this one, this person really wants like a high detailed imagery, you know, versus like other people are like, man, I just like how it fucking flows and the imagery is dope. Like, so they're not really looking at how sharp it may be or like how detailed something is, but they're like thinking at how intriguing the design is or the subject matter or something. Right. Right. So I feel like if you just like slow down, you can speed up a lot with your client if you're like, all right, man, he just he really wants some detailed shit. So yeah. let's just like fulfill his goal there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And one other question I really like is uh you know how long you've been playing in this tattoo? That that question kind of opens up a couple different things. One of them being maybe they're like, Oh, I've been wanting it for three to five years, but I haven't been able to find the right person or uh, I've reached out to a handful of artists, but none of them have really linked back with me or there was a, a year waiting period or there are a few things that that can kind of bring up that's like, oh, well, actually, I'm a fucking book it for the next month, you know, or I'm booking for February um, or, you know, they're like, uh, yeah, a lot of people take so long to get back, but you got back within a couple of days. That was awesome, you know, um, and now moving forward, I know that if they do message me again, I need to try to make it a priority. Um, you know, I don't make everything about like catering to the clients because I feel like I do have personal boundaries. I don't want to be messaging all the time every day. You know what I'm saying? So like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of boundaries that I set that look, you'll get a response when you get one, but just small things that I can kind of compile to help, uh, to help take me through this sales process. Cause that's what it is. You know, we call it a consultation, 
Um, but really it's, you're selling the process, you're selling the tattoo right now. Right. In order to book something moving forward. Um, so good questions, you know, that's, that, that's real big. And, and maybe those aren't the exact ones, uh, for you, but I would definitely have a, uh, a list of them that you can, you can memorize know off the top of your head that you can go to in different situations. Right. So you would say ultimately like starting out, just making someone feel, uh, comfortable and, you know, normalize the experience. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we're just here. I'm trying to, I'm just really trying to get to know you better yeah. and see what I can do for you. And I think in a lot of ways, maybe a good way to think about it is you're almost, I, I've said this before in the podcast and I feel like I'm confident in saying this as like maybe a client or just like a third party content creator. Um, Tattooers are put on pedestals a lot of time. You know, people look up to you guys, like clients, other tattooers, you know, all the same. But when you, so when someone comes in, I'll, you know, sometimes people are intimidated, like, oh shit. Like, yeah. not only are you getting a tattoo or you're like starting this process, which is a big deal, right? Um, it can become easy to minimize what effect you're having on a client because, like, you guys see this day in, day out, right? Um, not that anyone diminishes the value that, you know, the artwork you're doing. <clears throat> But, um, good old incognis Chris, <laughs> appreciate you turning the light on, Bobo. Yeah, um, but I do think in a lot of ways, they're when they come into a shop, they're like handing over a lot of power to the tattooer. And when you do that, it can feel like intimidating because you're just like the the most honest good person is wanting to forfeit their power to the person they're trying to seek something from like, Hey, I want this tattooers help to accomplish the school of mine. So when you have someone in that spot at a consultation, maybe a good visual idea or a way to think about it is like shifting that power back to them, like to remind them that like, Hey, you do have some sort of say in this, I guess, or without like letting people run over your, your, uh, consultation process or something. But like, I do think that people feel more comfortable and they're like, Oh, I'm a part of this. Like, yeah. you know, like, Oh, it's, it's, it's my tattoo and we get to work on it together kind of thing. And you start that really like the easiest way, like you said, is just making someone laugh and, yeah. um, making them feel comfortable. Cause then they start to feel like I have a part in this. Well, I think that it just helps them lower their guard. Right, because yeah, most people are like, oh, you know, like what's the damage, or you know, I gotta, I gotta be protected right. so he don't get me, or like, you know, like, but plus the intimidating factor of coming into a shop where you've never met someone full of tattoo artists that are on pedestals, uh, you know, and I do think that our shop catches a lot of people off guard and immediately kind of like lowers some anxiety, but um, but yeah, definitely want to focus on that connecting point. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's huge. Now, for me, it's it's the number one experience. It's the number one goal is a good experience. And if someone's like, "Oh, this he's actually seems like a pretty cool dude," you know, uh, you know, he asked me about my family, or you know, he asked me, he he just ca cared enough to ask me a couple good questions to see how I'm going or why I'm even stoked on this. I think I think's big. Um, a couple books that maybe you could get some good information from. Bringing out the best in people. I don't know the author's name, um, but that's a good book. It's a it's a short read. It's not a huge one. Um, How to win friends, influence people. That's a really good one. Written a long time ago, so it's 
It's pretty dry, but tons of good stuff in there. Um, and then one of my favorites with John Maxwell is Winning with People. Those are three books that you could read right now over the next month or two and, and really garner some skills with people. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, if it's, you know, not implied there. <laughs> yeah. I think another really good one, if you didn't already mention this, I might have spaced out, but is uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence yeah, People. Yeah, uh, Dale dude. Carnegie at... Uh, he was uh, the number one powerhouse in the steel industry, you know, and right. fu- you know did a lot of good there and fucking made a fortune. Um, but kind of, kind of like Ford. Uh, what's his? That's not his. That's what's his? What's? I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, but he was really good with people and never worked. He didn't work on cars. He didn't really know shit about them, and he would tell you that. But he was good enough with people to build a, a team around him who fucking knew. Right. Um, and they reference him a lot in, in all those books, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but bringing out the best in people, winning with people, how to win friends, influence people, three good books you could go read right now and get some skills um, to create that good experience. That's that's the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. I want this to go smooth. I want it to be informative. I want them to leave feeling better, obviously, when they came in and and fucking stoked that I'm doing their tattoo and I'm fucking cool to work with. I kind of touched already, but I want to understand and meet the needs of the client. And some of those good questions will bring out those needs. Um, But I want to understand why they are here and how I can help them... uh, to learn to you know to be educated on my process um and then i'm looking to be informative i'm looking to cover everything my website hasn't already covered but i'm looking to really make sure we are clear on the front end and i'm not scared to talk money right away but uh i know i've been in tattoos before where it's like after the first session they ask me a question that I know I covered, but maybe wasn't clear enough on. And now the rest of this process is like, I'm on the hot seat to be faster or, uh, you know, I'm not quite hitting the design the right way or, you know, it's mainly the, the miscommunication comes with money or sessions, the amount of time going right. to be in the tattoo. Oh, how many, how many sessions does you say again? You think we could get it finished up the next one? When I know I told him it's going to take three to four, um, and you know, and some of those questions, and these, this may even be striking some thoughts right now to questions that you've had. That uh, you're like, okay, did I not tell them they don't get a deposit back? You know, that's a big one. Right. That's a huge one. You know, if I told you it's non-refundable, but you hit me with the, can I get this back? I didn't communicate well enough on the front end. Um, you know, small things like that that I want to try to be thorough about in this process with inf- informative but at the same time i'm not looking to drown someone in details mm-hmm. um so that's that's a couple things really good things i'm trying to do on the front end create a good experience understand the needs be informative and be clear on the front end so <clears throat> with those things in mind i'm kind of say i'm kind of moving into there's two Two main things I like to cover really before diving into all the details of their tattoo. I want to, uh, and I do think it's appropriate to talk about money, talk about my design process. Um, 
because I think those are two very important things. If I spend the next 40 minutes talking about the details of your tattoo, but then at the end talk about money and they're like, oh shit, actually, you know, then we're kind of wasting time here. You know, um, obviously it's not top priority, but most of the time I find that the clients are appreciative of being clear on the front end. Um, so I do want to ask a couple questions prior to that is like, so, and they send, they send an inquiry in and it labels where they want it, the details, maybe a couple pictures, but I'm like, okay, so you're wanting to do, you said half sleeve here, um, or leg tattoo, whatever. I'm trying to be clear on where they're wanting to get tattooed and maybe how much space they're wanting to take, because I feel like doing larger tattoos or doing half sleeves or doing a lot of areas. Once I've kind of gathered some rough guesstimates of how long something will take. You know, obviously there's a lot of factors there that will make the process vary. Um, but I want to get a very rough idea where they're putting it. So, uh, it's, you know, I'm assuming you've been to my website because you click the box that said you read over all the information. I do have my prices listed on my website, um, but I'm just, I, you know, so you've gotten a little familiar with the pricing here and, uh, and, and kind of how that goes. And a lot of times they're like, yeah, I, I have, you do X for your day, half for, for whatever, for a full day, half day, whatever. Um, and so, so if I know you're wanting to do a sleeve, that's a fucking huge project. I know that there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot of time. I know that it may take... <laughs> seven to 11 sessions, but do they know, you know, before I try to break down this full sleeve, I want to try to create some expectations. And I generally will break a sleeve down into three areas. One being the outside upper quarter panel, uh, one being the inside kind of bicep. And then I usually will lump the elbow down all the way around. Um, but kind of understanding where they want to get tattooed. Now I can break that down for them. Um, and kind of run through those estimations with them. I will usually say the top quarter panel on the outside, I usually will say between three and four sessions. Uh, the inside, I'll usually say between one and two, and then the elbow down between two and four, because sometimes they don't want to do all the way around. So if they want to do just the inside or just the outside, I can just split that in half, one to two on each side or two to four for the whole bottom part. Um, which I understand that those are fairly decent gaps money wise, but I'm not a fortune teller. I can't, you know, we haven't even talked about your design yet, so I can't really even begin to tell you, oh, it's going to take exactly 17 hours and 35 minutes or, you know, that's, that's tough. You know, so many different design aspects that could change it, your skin, you know, um, interesting enough. I just watched a podcast earlier where they were talking about, how maybe you're dehydrated and it makes your skin harder to tattoo and can cause it to, you know, that would make the the process more lengthy. Um, you know, is your skin moisturized? Is it dry? Yeah. I'm not necessarily, you know, really taking a good look at their skin early on like that, but there's a lot of factors that will, will, will go into the pricing and it's, it's hard for me to say. So I, I explain that. Um, but I give them the guesstimations up front and based on their reaction or their body language, I kind of have a better idea to where to take it now, or if we're not even going to move forward. Um, and then, and it's kind of why we posted that, uh, sleeve video 
Right. You know, so many tattooers took it as like I was trying to like flex or like I was trying to show off, but really I was just trying to educate people who were looking to get that style, those style of tattoos, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what to expect. And uh, Trevor, you know, at this seminar, he was like, dude, you should do more of those. Like that was so cool to see how long something like that actually took because a fucking 30 second video on Instagram does not paint that picture. No, it doesn't. And we live in such a world. This goes a little bit into like uh, providing people good information that they're looking for and um, doing it at the appropriate steps. Right. And again, like you said, right at the beginning of this, there's not like a one all end all like the right definitive answer. This was just a certain take on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we live in such a like a fast paced world that. um people can find information on anything like within seconds for the most part, you know, and sometimes uh, that will trickle over into people thinking like, Oh shit, I can probably just get on his website and like know instantly how long it's going to take me to get this full sleeve or something like that. When really we can only, like you said, give generalized estimations, guesstimations. Um, But I think it's super important to have that stuff kind of like in your head before you get down to sit with a client so that you can say, Hey, I don't know exactly, but I want to try to inform you. Like I want, I want to give you as much information as I can while still being like, yo, you might want something crazy detailed. It's going to take me like six sessions now instead of the fucking four or whatever. Cause you, you just want something insane, you know, or whatever. But, um, I do think that people like being, they, they find respect in that. Like yeah. being informed on the front end and delivering it in the right ways, reading body language, trying to understand someone before doing that um, is super important because we'll say there's some people, like you said, they come in, they're just like instantly down to the price. Yeah. Right. Like just really appreciate that you're trying to be kind to me, trying to get to know me or whatever, but just give me the fucking, yeah, give me the rub. Yeah. But then there's also people that if you were to wait all the way to the very end, before giving a pricing that can almost come off as like, well, of course you didn't fucking tell me until all the way to the end, you know, you're trying to fucking get me like you really thought you were going to get me. So, um, there's no one definitive personality type that comes into a tattoo shop, but I think it is imperative as business owners that you're able to be malleable with your client and stuff like that. Right. Because you're not tattooing the same person over and over again. Um, and there's not just one definitive personality type, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, man, I had a thought that I was going to run with here. Uh, My fault. No, you're good. I was going <laughs> to piggyback off something you said, but, um, man, what was I going to say? Oh, fuck. I guess I might have to come back to it. But, uh, so... Yeah, I'm trying to get guesstimations out of the way. I'm trying to paint a picture about cost and kind of what that looks like. But then I feel like one very strong thing that I have in my consultations that I love to talk about, clients love to hear about, is just my design process. I think I have a unique one. I I don't operate like a lot of tattooers do in this area. Um, most of the tattooers I know are either pushing like pre-made designs or um, or having clients show up and just be like, hey, here's what I put together for you. Which 
Which is cool, and I think that uh, I fucking remember what I was going to say. Bam, so I got to circle right. back here. But uh, I was going to say, over the years, the kind of clients that I've been able to attract and, and build and now work with most of the time are like super chill with the money part. You know, and I found that early on it was the ones that, uh, you know, were trying to save a buck or didn't have a tons of funds or um, were a lot harder to communicate the money aspect with. Um, and that came from like developing these clients came from years of creating that ideal client, that dream client, kind of visualizing what they look like and then maybe in a way catering our content or um rumors too and when i say rumors it's like how are your clients talking about you to other people are they setting those high expectations Mm -hmm. or are they trying to undersell you so when you come in now it's like that that level of communication isn't isn't the same or you're not on does that make sense at all yeah i think it speaks to saying that consistency is important because um i and this is just my take on it but i don't even necessarily want to devalue someone when they come in food for a consultation and then i start to realize through body language or a couple of those good questions i'm asking like oh shit he's probably not gonna book you know I don't want to invalidate that. I think those are thoughts that you can pick up on and utilize. But what, so the, the correct answer there isn't to check out of the consultation as soon as you start to feel that stuff, because you don't fucking, you could straight up just be a dick to this dude um, or a gal or whatever, whoever it is. You just yeah. be an asshole to them yeah. because you start to realize that they're not going to book with you. And you're like, Oh, I'm wasting my fucking time, yeah. you know? And then they go out and they tell their friends, you don't even fucking know that they worked at spaghetti warehouse or something like that, where they're like just around fucking, they're around big clients themselves. Yeah. So even if you couldn't service or complete their goals at what you're requiring for your, your day, they could still go out and fucking be like, man, I, you know, I was wait like they're waiting a table or whatever it is. And they're like, oh man, I, yeah, I went to go, you know, have a consultation with him. He's a little bit on my price range. And, um, two things could happen with them. Even just for that one person is like either a, well, I couldn't just, I couldn't afford it. So I'm not going to, or B, well, I really want it. So I'm going to save up now because yeah. he treated me so good. Yeah. And now that's just for that one person, the waitress. But yeah. now they're speaking it, and they could say, like, I couldn't afford it, so I'm not going to, but he's really fucking good. You should talk to him. Or I couldn't afford it at the time. I'm saving up. You should talk to him because yeah. he's a really good artist. See how that's so yeah. good? Because yeah. you're just going all the way back to intent, and we've touched on that in a previous episode, so I won't go you know, hammering that too hard. But if you just really care about making this person feel informed and good, like... It's not like I'm trying to push you super hard or I'm not like trying to like lock you straight into this tattoo. Like as soon as you walk in the door, you're not getting away from it. You know, I'm going to get you for that money. That's not even the intent, you know. If if I pick up on those red flags right at the beginning when we're having that, not right at the beginning, but when we're having that money conversation early on, I will switch up a lot of my process, the consultation. If I know that you're probably not going to book, my goals, my my game plan changes to more connection versus details. I'm going to start trying to make it a better time. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to harp on all the major things about how this is going to go. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that connection, but then I'm gonna fucking talk about their tattoo and their design and just like get stoked on it. You know, I'm gonna try to really build that vision with them. You know, he really he really oh, he had a great vision for my tattoo. He was cool. I'm gonna save up because I see that the value's there and I see that he's on the same page with me. Because if I check out right away, yeah, they leave, they don't tell anyone, they go on to someone else if I couldn't help them get into another chair in my studio. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely trying to plant that seed for when they are ready, maybe in a year, two years. Cause some people wait, you know, not everyone is just like, Oh, I'm going to go find someone cheaper. Not even though so many tattooers say that not everyone is going to do that. No, I mean, even just for me that I know you've seen it way more than I have, but I've seen people wait like four years and come back. And it's like, it's mind blowing a little bit, you know, yeah. when you don't believe it's like, it's like seeing in some ways to certain people. And I'm one of those people like seeing is believing. Um, I've shifted out of that a little bit <laughs> since you've taught me manifestations, a real fucking thing. But um, there's for sure people that are like, just like dead set. And a lot of that, I feel like I find when I see people like that, it's the connections. Like, yeah, because with the tattooer, it's almost like, uh, some people it's similar to like a hairstylist, you know, like, Oh, this is my, my dog. You know, I've been going to them for, for years or like another thing that I used to hear a lot was like, um, and I think this might come with, you know, a certain type of collector. Um, cause there's plenty of collectors that would, they just want to travel and get dope shit from a lot of dope people. And that's amazing. That's so cool. But a lot of people are like, no one else touched my skin. But it's not even coming from, like, a negative place. Like, someone else is going to fuck it up. It's just, like, this is my dog. Yeah. Like, it's my homie. He treats me so good. You know, he, like, literally asks about my daughter every time I come in. Or, you know, sees me on Facebook, says what's up or whatever. It just, like, makes people feel good to, like, good full circle back in another episode just to acknowledge them. To, like, you only have so much time with these people. Maybe you're going to get them for a full tattoo. And that's the blessing is you get more opportunities to, like, give them a great tattoo and connect with them while they're in their chair while they're in your chair and whatnot, but we'll just say you have them for only the consultation, like just this 45 minutes. You would want to send them back out in the world being a, you know, just as much an advocate for you as the people wearing your tattoos. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and when, when we say a good rumor, you know, I leave, try to leave such a good taste in the mouth that even though I'm expensive, like they're going to want to come back to me, but when they talk to people, they share that I'm expensive. So now I'm, I'm creating more, more clients that just have those expectations on the front end. So when they come through my inbox, they kind of already know what they're signing up for. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm getting guesstimations out of the way. I'm trying to create some kind of picture, trying to see where they're at with it so I kind of know how to proceed. I'm going to proceed as normal or I'm going to spend more time building value, getting soaked on their design, and then hoping one day they come back to me. And if they don't, I hope they're in good hands wherever they choose to go. Um, good intent. Yeah, because I, I don't get hung up on I don't get hung up on that. Like, oh, they're not coming, you know, fuck off. Or, and we already talked you know, about that. There's so yeah. much skin in the game. You like... You know, I get that it's awesome to get a lot of clients or have a lot of, you know, oh, man, I'm booked up and stuff. I'm making good money. I'm making good work and stuff like that. But you don't have to tattoo every square inch of every last yeah. person on the planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's assume that clients are on board with the money. 
aspect of things. They're they're like, okay, no big deal. Let's run it. So, so what I jump into is my design process. And I know I already mentioned that I think mine differs from a lot of tattooers, but, uh, well, I always tell them. So if we decide to move, if everything goes well and you decide we're going to move forward, it already sounds like you want to, uh, we're going to schedule two appointments, one being your actual start date, but then we're going to schedule a small appointment prior to then. I call them vision meetings or collaboration meetings to where I spend an hour and a half, two hours with you, kind of creating your tattoo with you before your session. I didn't always do that for the most of my career, I did it day of. You show up for your appointment. That's when I, I design with you. Um, and I I like doing that because I like designing with clients because I don't want to – I'm not selling pre-made designs. I do want to create more, but I'm not creating them with expectations of selling this, like, template. I'm creating with expectations of creating more art like this and influencing. But um, – I like creating designs with people because we're not always on the same page. And what I like, maybe my take on something isn't always the client's vision. And I know some tattooers are like, well, I don't really care. I'm here to create my thing. Right. But that's not necessarily number one on my radar. I want to create dope stuff that I like, but I also understand that this is your tattoo. You wear it forever and I want it to be as good better than what you're envisioning, but I want to kind of fit into the realm of what you're picturing. Right. Um, and me going home and spending four or five hours at night, the day before, a couple nights before, a week before, to where now you come in for your appointment and, and there's a bunch of pressure for you to either say, yeah, you like it, or God forbid you say no and we got to start over. Right. And I have found that clients love to be a part of the process. Now, do I love clients looking over my shoulder while I'm designing things all the time? Not really. But that's a small sacrifice I make to cater, to serve. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking hard because you just you just do that in relationships, period. It's like, tell me one relationship you have in your life that doesn't involve some level of sacrifice, right? For good. Yeah. Right? It's It's just... Yeah, it's being a business owner, you know, right. and I think that anyone who has success cares and caters and serves and wants to build around their team versus my way or the fucking highway. Yeah, it's, I mean, and it's, you know, to maybe put it a little harsh, it would be egotistical to think that, and dude, there there are some artists out there that are just like creating the top level of shit and it's so original and they've built a niche that they're just like, constantly doing these like custom pre-made designs um and that's sure that's that's awesome but i mean it comes down to goals though right because when people come to you um i think you have an interesting take on like a memorialistic piece or like a process right because a lot of people come to you they're like i want to and a lot of tattooers have this too it's like i want to represent this and this right these two things but it's not, it's so rare that it's like a mix of it for you. It's like every single tattoo is that, right? Would you say? Yeah, most of them, they want to represent something that's just important to them. You know, and I think that it's, it is a reason I attract a lot of that is because of my price. You know, I mean, if I'm just getting something to get something because it's cool, I might not go to the most, one of the most expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to one of the most expensive because this is so important to me that I want it to be perfect. 
you know, and not that you can't get perfect with pre-mades, you know, or someone who just is so fucking good at what they do that every client is just down, you know. Um, but I have just always have been that way. I've always, I've always had that approach. Like I want to, I want to try to build your vision as best I can. And, and maybe sometimes even put that before my own, you know, once, um, and yes, yeah, the sacrifice I make, you know, um, but I design it with them, you know? So basically what I do is, you know, when you come in for your vision meeting, when you come in for your appointment, whatever, uh, I'm going to have maybe five to six different references of this piece of subject matter you want. I may have five or six different things of this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to try to have a rough game plan of a couple different options on how it could go. But that's when I kind of show you, and I'm like, okay, I like this one probably the most because of X, Y, Z. I like this one. This could work. What are your thoughts? You know, Sometimes clients take it a little too far, and they're like, just a lot of just bad ideas, but I still find more value value in doing it with them than me on my own. And right. chances are, if they're really picky, I'm gonna have to make changes anyways, you know. And I would rather do that with them. I don't charge for the vision meeting, so, uh, but I, I and I, I don't want to necessarily sound uh harsh here but it's going to be on their dime essentially essentially you know i'm not taking time away from my family on a on a wednesday night getting things ready for school like i can't put my kid to bed because i gotta get this design ready tomorrow you know um i i do have boundaries there and because i communicate them and i've tried to create this i've tried to create a system that also builds value to them while allowing me to have those boundaries Right. Um, and clients are always like, oh man, that's, I heard that and I'm stoked that I get to be a part of that. Or, uh, you know, that's freaking awesome. You know, I, I would love to, some clients are like, no, you do, you just, you, you, I'll still do it with them, but they're like, I just want you to, uh, create something dope. You know, right. I'm not the, I'm not the one with the vision or I don't have an artistic bone in my body. I want you to handle it, but I still have them there so they can be a part of it and making those decisions or at least as I'm creating it, I can be like, Oh, you know, here's kind of where I'm at. What do you think? I'm still thinking about this and doing this and working over here, but am I on the right track? Right. Two things with that is a, <coughs> you get to celebrate. Like you're literally, I, w- I, I don't want to say forcing the opportunities to celebrate with them, but you're definitely opening more opportunities to be like, um, Man, this is going to be fucking awesome. I can't yeah. wait to do this. This is going to be sick. You know, because like if someone was saying that about me, which it has happened, you know, I've been a client before and someone said that to me, I'm like, fuck yeah, man, this is cool. Like, I feel great. Yeah. Like, my, my artist is into this shit. And then, second to that, <clears throat> you can also kind of, in a way, demonstrate how much you're putting into it because I do this all the time. You know what I mean? And I know you don't know fucking you picked up a lot over the years just from my perspective on making content or like the things that i'm doing for you as my client mm-hmm. like trying to offer you um but i know you don't know everything right. you know there's a lot of like technical shit i i spit out at you but um when when i do those things personally um i'm i'm not trying to overburden you with like the technical things or like you know i'm not trying to like s- fog your head although i know like 
technology and shit like electronics <laughs> and shit can do it with a lot of people but i really want to just uh make someone feel like i'm putting a lot into it yeah. you know or i, I want to inform someone of like even if even if you don't know what i'm about to tell you i want to tell you what i did because i'm putting a lot into this i did this because i think this i did this because i think this i did this but then i think the most important thing um, even though I'm already thinking, maybe you don't know what I'm doing here. We'll say for those clients that are like, man, just fucking make something dope. Um, I still want to pass the power over to you a little bit in a way that maybe you could offer something to me. Like, I, I don't want to be so closed minded or like closed off that I would think that you can't possibly offer me anything yeah. for one. And then second to that is like, you sure you might not know shit about, what I'm talking about here or how I'm doing it or what goals I have and, and why I'm doing these things. But, um, I'm going to pass the power over to you. I trust you. I mean, it's your tattoo. I want you to be here for yeah. it, you know, and stuff like that. And again, passing that power over to someone like when you're handed power in a situation, you feel good about it. You know what I mean? Um, albeit, I think in a lot of ways we, um, I shouldn't say we, but, I I know that there are clients where I don't give them too much because if I give them too much and they start to do things, it might become complicated because I was like, yeah. well, that becomes difficult for me to do this. So I'm giving them enough so that they can either they can share their honest opinions on it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't love that or that's fucking awesome, man. In either way, you're just getting a good like comment out of them or opinion yeah. or a good direction. Right. And all that comes back to like making them feel at ease, making them feel like they are a part of the process. Right. Yeah. I will say one thing that I have gotten good at is, uh, you know, <clears throat> because a lot of times clients aren't very good with creating or the vision or the art aspect of things. I have to do, I do have to be kind of good at telling someone no, or like why that might not be the best approach, or mm. like why I I would think that this way would be a little better, um, without being too abrasive. You know, I, I do I you know just be like oh that's fucking stupid, and I know a lot right. of tattooers would literally <laughs> say just that. You know, could you uh, imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking dumb, dude. That's no. fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, oh man. Yes, I will say that uh, there, and that that's me taking that power back, and I do have to know when to do that and when to kind of be like hey look you know like just give me a few more minutes i'm i I got something i want to show you or uh you know that i feel like that could work but it's not really i don't feel like that's the best option yeah so that's that's the main design process there's uh you know i'm not going to surprise you with something day of we're going to spend some time put together something in preparation for your tattoo um and I already said it, but clients love that aspect of it. And I'm going to keep figuring out ways to improve that part of it. Because for me, my my biggest goal based around tattooing this year is just to create the dopest designs I can. Like, I want to fuck that. Like, you can only apply a tattoo so good. Like, I want to fucking create compositions that are just like, holy fuck. Right. You know, um, and trying to find ways to be more effective doing that. And that's why I implemented the vision collab meetings is because day of 
there was just a little too much pressure to go with that first design, you know, because if I do a collab meeting two or three days ahead of time, I can get something going, but now I do have those extra night, two nights where I could revisit that and, and be fresher on knowing what's cool, what's not with them. Like what's, what are they, what are they thinking? Now I can implement those things. And when they show up for their appointment, uh, you know, hopefully surprise them from what we left with. If I have to, I may finish it while they're there, but, um, that's just another benefit to that. But, uh, but that's, that's really the design process part of things. And I always try to put the guesstimations and the design process right off the rip. That's, that's my first go-tos after just the small talk and setting at ease. Um, so then we kind of dive into talking ideas. And obviously this is the most important part to them. You know, the, that's the whole reason you know, they're, they're coming to you because right. of this idea. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Right, right. Um, so generally speaking, I'll open up through email if I haven't already looked at it right before they get there. Sometimes my consultations are back to back and I don't have time to review that inquiry right away. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and pull up your email real quick. I'm just going to take a quick glance and then I'm going to open the floor up to you. You know, I'm just going to have you really kind of recover what you've already sent through. Um, you know, if you do have a why or why this is important to you, like I would like to know that as well. Um, and then literally just let them start talking. Now I try to have my consultation form and I'll kind of cover some more about that here in just a second. But, um, my consultation form on the back of it is where I take notes, you know, so now while they're talking and I'm not the greatest at taking notes, but (laughs) sometimes very bad, but while they're talking, I'm trying to capture their ideas, the important parts, keywords, um, really just things that maybe wasn't in the inquiry form that I can use to help give me some more information. Um, maybe even doodling some thumbnails while they're talking, or um, I'm just trying to take some decent notes. So when I do, when I am going to look for my references and I'm trying to do this stuff, I have a pretty good idea already, um, <clears throat> which I'm sure most people probably do, you know, during a consultation. I want to have an idea of <laughs> what your your right. tattoo is <laughs> three months from now when your your appointments do. Um, but uh, it really kind of helps me kind of kind of stay in the lines here and and figure out what you're wanting, but then why you're coming to me for that idea. Um, and in this part of my notes is very minimal. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of, kind of going off the top here, but, um, knowing someone's why is huge and, and sales, I need to know what your problem is so I can find the solution. If I know what your why is now, I can help build a, the, I can help build the vision around that. Right. You know, if if I don't know your why, this may be for your sister, but I didn't take enough fucking time to ask, and I think it's, I I don't even care, you know, really, you know, um, what it is, and now I'm just like spewing off ideas or building this vision, but it's like that doesn't actually fit in the lines of representing this at all. Right, I almost envisioned like someone coming to you, and that's like the subject matter is kind of like in between. It could go both directions. Got like 
I'm almost thinking like more delicate versus like fucking grungy badass. And they just give you the straight details. Don't tell your why or anything. Or maybe a better way of saying that is you didn't ask yeah. the why. And then you end up going and designing this like fucking super gnarly like cross and skull type deal. And <laughs> then it's like, oh, like, I didn't know this was for your grandma. Yeah. You know? Like, why, is she, why is she holding a knife? <laughs> right. Like, bro, I, I said lady portrait. There's a knife here, you know? <laughs> the energy, I think, uh, says a lot. And you said something that I, I liked a lot is like paying attention to their body language along with their why, you know? Because, dude, we've uh we've had people come in and it's just so emotional to them you know like fucking verge on tears at a consultation yeah. right like dude this just matters so much to me so when you for me on an outside perspective again i don't have consultations and stuff like that but uh if i saw someone was like super emotional about something you know um Obviously, it means a lot to them, but where are they taking those emotions? Are they fired up about it, or are they more like a deep, like, hmm, I don't even know how to put it into words, right? But you can tell those things. You know, is it more sentimental? Does the tattoo, like, like, need to scream this idea, or is it more subtle? Are we kind of building around this, but it's not obvious to every person? You know, and I I can't help but think about Keith's sleeve. Yeah, that exactly because that's <laughs> such a big one. Um, I mean, you guys can go see the photos on uh Chris's Instagram, but uh, this the subject matter is uh, I think, and maybe in some situations, maybe they look at it and they're like drawn to question it, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, what I don't even really understand what they're getting across with this imagery, but yeah. you don't, you know, you don't get the opportunity to get that when you're just looking at the tattoo, right? But um. I do think that is such a good example of that situation we're talking about because um, for the client, which that's the audience of the tattoo really, because they were doing it for them. They, you know, that's it's on their body forever, you know, and they want to represent their story with that context. I think you can definitely tell the emotions in what that tattoo is. Once you understand the context of it, because you could look at it from like the outside and spray every kind of direction. But it makes so much more sense looking at the tattoo, knowing the concept of like yeah. Keith's background and stuff like that. Um, and it's not important what everyone else knows. It's when yeah. Keith looks at it. He's yeah. like, oh, man, that just and you hear this all the time. You know, dude, that just fits exactly the vibe I was wanting to go for. You know, um, it just fucking it hits perfect. Right. And you can't always do that just off of like fucking what colors you use or what mags you use what ink set or you know how you're applying stuff like that it's a it's an artistic feeling right you know what i mean and a lot of that comes from like someone's personality what their intent is what their motivations are behind this thing um so i don't know it's for me just the consultation process and i didn't even really say that say this at all throughout but um it, it's it's amazing how much is accomplished during the consultation process and even like you know in a in a lighter way maybe even these like would you consider the vision meetings a part of the consultation process or are they definitively separate because it's already kind of after they've committed so yeah yeah the consultation is more of the sales aspect of it the vision meeting like they're already on board they've already got their thousand dollar deposit on the books like they're committed 
Gotcha. Um, you know, in the consultation, I'm really covering a lot more details um, and, and preparing them for moving forward. Gotcha. And I guess both one and the same, whether it's the consultation or the vision meeting. Um, again, people just really, I think, feel and like to feel empowered, you yeah. know, and we can be wise with what we're giving them empowerment to. But I mean, why not try to keep them involved? Right. You know, um, and I know this is primarily about the consultation this episode, which is why I was wanting to maybe discern these things. But um, the same values that you get out of both things, the consultation and the vision meeting, I, I could tell definitively when you started adding on that extra vision meeting that when I was meeting clients for the first time, when I come in to do video work, um, I could tell they'd already been in the shop before, or they had already been like connected with you or something like that versus what I'm so used to is like, you show up at 10, you know, I'm going to meet the client for the first time. They, you can tell that's their first time in or something, right. You know, and maybe for that vision meeting, or the consultations, like not even in person, they didn't come to the physical shop, but you can tell that mm-hmm. someone feels comfortable or they've like yeah. built that. You can, I don't even know how to say it. It's like they exude it. You can almost literally, the moment I'm in this person's bubble, I can tell they're comfortable mm-hmm. or something like that. But it's been wild to see how uh, much your consultation process and how it's evolved over time has affected that. And then even doing the con- like the vision meeting, which I think. Um, the whole empowerment thing goes both ways. How yeah. much it's shifted people when yeah. they come in to get tattooed by you? I think it's I think it's awesome that you notice that because that's a huge goal. Like I want people to come in here and like people to think that we've been friends. Like oh, how long you've known Chris? And yeah, you know, right. How long? How old were you when you met him? You know, right. Because if it, it feels like we're already fucking friends, like we're already vibing, you know. And I I think that's huge. And it says a lot about the process that I take them through. Um, and it's a big goal. Like, I want you to feel like we're friends. And then when I say that, it doesn't like some people would be like, well, that sounds fictitious, fictitious, uh, fictitious, fictitious, but it's not like, I really want to vibe with my clients like that. And why wouldn't you? I mean, you're going to be tattooing for quite a bit. I think the biggest example I noticed of that recently was Danny. Because uh, Danny was the new client, you know, when I had first come in. Obviously, I'm not a part of your consultations, um, your vision meetings and stuff like that, because that's more of like just letting you clearly connect with your clients and stuff like that. There's no reason for me to get video of that shit, right? But, um, yeah, when I came in and met Danny for the first time, it literally felt like, how many times has she been here? Has she been tattooed yeah. by Chris before? You know, has yeah. she been tattooed here before? You know, it's like I literally had those feelings only for me to learn like, oh, they Chris had actually started implementing his vision meetings and stuff like that, you know? So there's just, like you said, there's a, there's a fine, there's like a sweet spot of like how much time you spend with the client uh, before it's like, it's not enough and too much. Well, dude, Chris Bailey is a great example too. He did a consultation. He had a vision meeting and for his first appointment, he showed up with like four pounds of like, smoked fucking pork mm. maple brown sugar showed up and just fed the whole shop man you know See, that, that's what you're missing out on when you don't nail the consultation <laughs> yeah. you're missing out on this whole pork that motherfucker's you know, making <laughs> showed up for his first appointment and was ready to bless everyone and uh you know just kind of figuring out what he was stoked on in his own life i found that he was fucking huge into smoking meats and now i was able to connect with him and all on that and he was like oh man 
you're into that? Like, I'm about to show you how good I am. And every time, you know? dude, I'd be scrolling through the calendar. I'm like, <laughs> man, when is Chris coming back? <laughs> yeah. Real soon, actually. Thank God. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, man, through that, through that process of them telling me their ideas, I'm, I'm trying to be enthusiastic. I'm trying to be excited about their, their tattoo. I'm being careful when I, when I build that with them to, to try not to take it in the wrong direction, because the more yeses I can get, the better, the more times they have to correct me and tell me like, no, that's not really the right direction the worse, you know, if they're a lot of times, I think if they're a yes, they're a yes, they're a no, they're a no, no matter what. But the more times they can be like, Oh dude, you're spot on the better when it's right. time to actually close and book the appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, if they've already said yes, 15 times and they're fucking like, Oh, he understands me so well that that is, that's crucial in my books, you know? Um, and you only get that through communication, right? I think that I have, I, I read it somewhere. Maybe it was like through car salesman or maybe even Grant Cardone had said something about this, but it, and, and I'm, I'm guessing on numbers here, but I read something somewhere that it takes like a certain number of points of contact before you actually ensure the sale. Right. So the concept there is like car salesman is like, I'm going to, I'm going to touch base to them through email. That's number one. I'm going to do these certain things here. Uh, second point of contact is when they come in and they're just looking at cars, right? Uh, I'm going to connect with them there, make sure they know who I am. I'm going to be taking care of them. I want to accomplish their goal, goals and I want to try to get behind their motivations. And then like number three is like, so it's like almost like steps. You can apply this to like who, whatever, like, kind of service system you have for what you're doing. But um, I think there's a correlation between uh, sales margins and the amount of times you're actually trying to connect with your clients before making that transaction, right? And maybe it's not so calculable, but the the overall thing that I'm getting out here is you can't go wrong, I think. Maybe you can go overboard. You don't want to be again baking breaking boundaries like yeah, dude, don't lo- spam your clients <laughs> right don't spam them but you don't also want to be like losing fucking uh you know personal time or like family time and stuff like that because you're trying to like like your clients are like the literal number one thing in your life that's good because it's a lifestyle right not a job um but there is a sweet spot in like making sure you don't spend too much time on it but definitely making sure you're spending some time with them, you know, so maybe it's not like an exact three. Like I have to meet with my client three times before yeah. they meet it, but it's like, maybe I could meet with them a couple times before like forcing them or like yeah. posturing super hard to make these definitive decisions on booking or maybe like making these definitive decisions on their design or something. Yeah. Right. I think it's just having some discernment and, and, and paying attention to how they're reaching out and what they're saying. You know, if they're having multiple questions or like they'll message me a few times, now I know that this person, I may need to pick it up a little bit. But if they send a message the first time and it's, I, I need this, this, and this, okay, cool. I'd love to, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, I'd, I would love to sit down, pick your brain some more on a consultation. I do a $100 consultation fee and I'm booking for this. And they're like, cool, send me dates. I know that the, I know that it's minimal communication needed. You know, You're so actually right. using those keywords or that context that they send it in, like, do I need to 
Do I need to pick it up a little more for this specific person, or am I good and they're good? Right. Um, you know, so it's just not everyone's it's not one same way Mm -hmm. each time you know so just kind of being able to pick up on those things is important um which not everyone is great with discernment or or being able to read where someone's at and that's where i was going to take that actually is like i know we talked about a couple good books at the beginning of this episode but um do you think it would be advisable to kind of understand people's personality types or just like some average personality types a little bit better that could help yeah personality plus yeah that's a good book um to where you can kind of it's it explains a lot it's not my favorite book but but yeah there's definitely information out there that will help give us some insight like oh this person has this key characteristic this might be how they not identify but this might be what kind of personality type they have. And now I can kind of cater. Um, and that's from when you know nothing about this person, yeah. right? Because we don't want to like, I'm not here saying that like everyone falls into a perfect category of stuff, but if you can like best prepare yourself, yeah. you know, give yourself a little ammunition yeah. to best tackle this situation. Lisa. I would think more often than not doing a little categorization of someone's personality has been fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I really am just looking to mirror mirror their energy, you know. Um, <clears throat> but the main thing that I have found during the process of them while they're explaining is just, am I excited? Am I stoked about their design? Because a lot of, like on my website, I do have it listed, what I'm into, what I'm not. So people come in like, oh, I don't know if this is right up your alley. But my reaction, my enthusiasm lets them know like oh i'm I'm into this you know this is dope right um and as i'm building that vision with them i'm letting them know that i'm stoked on their design um yeah so so that's re- that's huge you know is excited about their design and usually if they make it to the consultation i've already accepted their design i've already accepted like what they're wanting to do not every time but most of the time if you make it into the shop for consultation i've already committed to your design so now i'm just building that vision with them mm-hmm. um and, you know opinions are like assholes everyone's got one so i can only imagine being a client um being out in the world, like telling my buddies and so because I deal with this now, you know, and it's not like my friends are constantly telling me my tattoo ideas are shit, but, um, you know, everyone's got an opinion on your tattoo or your ideas in general, whether it's tattoo or not. So, uh, I, I don't know. Again, people like to be empowered, like to be built up, acknowledged and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know like you guys got a fog machine down there fuck yeah baby (laughs) um but I don't know like in a world where I tell my friends and stuff like that about my tattoo ideas and it's like oh that's cool eh you know or it's like dude that's something stupid and then the the epitome of telling someone my idea is like, dude, he could totally shit on this right now, and I'm probably never going to get a tattoo again. Like, I'll never even go to another consultation or something. And that's the worst possible scenario, right? But you could literally just be excited, you know? It's like the bare minimum that you could do for this person while they're, like, trying to give you their opinion, their time. They're trying to be, albeit some people are like this, you know? 
they're still being a little vulnerable mm-hmm. with like coming to you to do this because it's not like they're getting a machine to do it themselves because yeah. if they could, they would probably. Right. Um, so you get a small chance to build this person up. Like yeah. you probably should get them excited. Let them know you're excited. Right. It's huge. Um, and I mean, really <clears throat> during that process, I feel like that's most of what that entails, you know, um, taking good notes, building the vision, having some enthusiasm, excitement, uh, and getting them excited about what you think you can create. Uh, and then I kind of segue into or something else I always ask them before we, before we go into this next part of it. Uh, are there any details I'm missing? Is there anything that, you know, out of XYZ, what we've covered, is there anything else I'm missing? Do you have any questions? about the design process, about anything, about the money, now that we've talked about ideas, do you have any questions in that area? Um, Just to make sure that there's nothing left on the table that didn't get discussed that we need to maybe talk about at a later time. I'd rather try to figure it out now. Now, at this point, I've already covered pretty much everything. My website's super informative. I've already talked about the money. I've talked about the designing. They know that I'm stoked on their design. Most of the time, people are like, no, man, I'm good. We covered it all. So so at that point, I either answer more questions and try to help gain clarity, or I'm like, in a fucking perfect world, how soon do you want to get started? Which I already know they, they sent a specific date through the website, but I'm kind of now that we've painted a better picture of what it might take, I, I want to regain clarity. You know, how, how soon are you thinking in a perfect world? Knowing when I'm booking for, but they may say, oh, I'm actually, now that we've talked, next March, you know, now I kind of know how to approach the booking. Do we even need to book a date right this second? Right. Or, uh, you know, I could start next week. Now I know that they're a green light all the way. And cool, let me, I, I don't have anything next week, but let's pull up. We'll find the soonest available date. Um, and that's kind of why I like that question. And I didn't come up with that myself. It was something I picked up from a mentor and I thought that was gold because it lets me know where they're at. How fast are we moving? Right. It's kind of like, uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, designers like logo designers or branding designers and stuff like that. Instead of just like coming out and giving you their pricing or their rates, They'll ask what your budget is in a way. And again, like, you know, like transferring power throughout a conversation, you're almost like playing pass. It was like, I've, I've totally picked up on what you are giving me. I've asked some questions, which is pretty much passed me the ball. I've caught it. Is there anything else? I'm going to throw the ball back over to you. You've caught it. This is your opportunity. Like again, transferring the power, allow you like i'm allowing you to enlighten me if there's any cracks to fill here you know what i'm saying so again like that just bolstering it makes people feel involved like um uh what you said earlier is like making sure you're clear on the front end again this is you're just giving so many opportunities for clients to like speak up and um yeah. fill in all those cracks so that can when they come in they're just like dude he's got it maybe we still have to put the design together and stuff like that but um Man, I just, I feel like he's on it. You know what I'm saying? He's just like got it all together. Yeah. You know, I can trust him. Well, and that, that question allows them to tell me when they're thinking. And cause if they're like, oh, next March, I'm not going to hit them with, okay, let's do as soon as we can, you know, then they're like, no, actually I can't, you know, I can't. And then that, that kind of could turn things 
in a in a more weird direction, you know. But if I know that they're in next March, I'm not putting no pressure on them. Right. There's zero pressure. We don't even have to move forward. Obviously, I want to, um, but there's no pressure on my end to do this right now. Um, and, and I think that uh, they appreciate that a lot, and it shows them that I'm not just trying to make a buck real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I have my rates and uh, I, I try to be paid well for what I do, I'm not trying to get you. You know, and I got other clients in the hopper that are waiting. I got appointments booked. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to book you just to get you on the calendar just because I need that money lined up. So I think taking the pressure off of them and knowing how warm they are helps. Um, You know, so in a perfect world, how soon are you wanting to get this done? Oh, next week. Cool. Let's pull up the schedule. I do a thousand dollar deposit to lock it in. Um, obviously that comes off your books day of, um, and we, and we find some dates now I I do try to, and I think I may, this could be lumped in, in the beginning, but I feel like now on the back end, it's a little bit more of appropriate time to show them the options I have. You know, I kind of already painted a picture about maybe what this whole thing would take, but depending on how fast they want to move and how soon they want to get tattooed. Okay. You know, so I got my day options. I got marathon options, which I know a lot of people cringe at the word marathon, but, um, then I have back to back days. We could do one, two, three days, depending on how you, how, how hard you wanting to go. Um, I let them know that my back to back days, uh, or the marathon days is slightly discounted from my normal full day rate. Uh, so, so while we're picking out days on the calendar, um, I, they, they know they have options that can move at whatever speed they want. You know, so if it's, I'm not starting till next March that I probably know that they're just going to want to do one normal full day. Um, but if they're like next week, well, it's like, how fast you want to get this done? You know, like, right. um, balls again in your court to tell me how, how fast do you want to move? Obviously I love the marathon days. Like I feel like if we do marathon days or back to back days, we're able to really just get a lot done. There's not a lot of healing time and waiting time in between sessions, uh, you know, to be able to come in and get a half sleeve and two long days. That's fucking cool. And most people are like, you know what? I'm down. I would say probably 90, 90 to 95% of my clients do either a marathon day or multiple days in a row. I hardly, hardly ever do normal full days. Maybe that, maybe cause that's slightly discounted from the rest. But, um, even if that is the reason it's a benefit to me because I, I feel more personal satisfaction having longer to work. Right. I feel, I feel like I'm accomplishing more. I get more done. I finish pieces more often. I think there's just a lot of benefits to going longer. Um, and and I'll usually explain that right then and there. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's do double days. I go, okay, here's here's some dates I got picked out. Awesome. Where do you need me to send the deposit? I, I have a card reader, whatever, however you want to take the payment. But one last thing before we before we actually exchange any money, I got a couple policies I just want to, I've already touched on a couple of them, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page before I take any money from you. And that's when I explain that all quoted prices are just generalized estimations. Um, I explain that um, 
my rates do fluctuate how you know how uh we start this process it may be subject to change but i i haven't changed my rates in in a while now um, and i explained that to them but i try to at least uh if for some reason i did have to change my rates they have been prepped but um i don't love that policy but it's on there um, I talk about the refunds, you know, uh, deposit retainer is non-refundable. Uh, the only way you would actually forfeit your deposit is if you no call, no show, you try to reschedule within seven days. I think it has listed on there. Um, repeated rescheduling, uh, anything it, canceling your appointment, not no refunds. However, I'm not. A huge asshole like I'm understanding of certain things if you book this appointment and left and later today for your appointment that was three months out you're like hey actually you know what nah there's a good chance I'll probably just send it back to you right you know, I do think that covering the no refunds policy I've at least been clear about it and a lot of times it's how you approach the situation if you're kind of an asshole if you're kind of like downplaying and kind of disrespect my time then it's like, hey, look, here's here's the policy that's been set in place. Um, but most of the time, if your appointment's two or three months out, whatever, you know, I'll just send it back to you. Um, <clears throat> but I'm at least trying to be clear on that main one, and that that's on the consultation form. Um, and then I think uh, there was one more. Uh, it talks about the artwork. Don't expect to see any artwork until the, either the vision meeting or the day of your appointment. I don't send images back and forth. I don't. Uh, I, I don't show you anything prior to the dates you have scheduled. Um, and then, outside of covering those key policies, there's one more thing I added to the consultation form that I I try to uh use just to help be clear on kind of expectations of money so now we we talked about in the beginning now that right before we book i'm kind of recovering hashing out okay my, my day rate how many days estimated and a total cost uh and i literally will like let them look at it to make sure that we're on the same page and then there's even a place to sign it to say that we're i don't always have them sign it i really don't like I, I really don't like that aspect of like I don't have handwritten contracts that artists sign. I like I, I I operate more on word. You know, you just say you're down. You know, I'm gonna take your word for it. I, I just feel like that's kind of for me a, a way I like to approach it versus like signing it in blood. Like you're fucking right. You're committed. This is a contract. Yeah, you know, like I don't know because it feels a little sterile. Yeah, you know, and I think that it does take a little bit away from like the personability of it mm. um now obviously if we're and, and i don't know it's it's so tough because i was just about to say maybe it's a little bit different with the car um I, and i actually suppose that it is because with a car you're like taking that on, you, and, and right there's exactly. a lot of liabilities and but if you're paying for a car in cash odds are you're probably not doing that yeah you know um like the whole financing thing. So I don't know. Cause like that sleeve video, it's, it was more than my, that sleeve is worth more than my car, yeah. you know? And I think that, um, uh, just maybe even having that thought is that, uh, you use that analogy all the time. Like people go out and buy fucking beaters and they're going to drop, 
you know, or uh, they're going to like fall apart in the next couple of years. Or some people will go out and spend quality money on a good vehicle because it lasts them a long time. But mm-hmm. um, to compare that to something you're going to wear forever, yeah. you know, uh, that's why I think there's so much importance to fine tuning all of the, like your consultation or maybe even implementing like a vision meeting and stuff like that, because these people are what's feeding you. And I know that every tattooer knows that. Yeah. Um, but like really being like, okay, man, like what's the next move? It might be like the next move for someone that's listening to this. Like it might be stepping up your consultation or how you're, uh, like I guess I don't necessarily want to say handling clients, um, but I mean it kind of is working with working with yeah right like how you're actually like working alongside with your clients because it's not just like you're not just some service person that that's like getting beaten over the head with all these designs yeah. and clients and stuff like that you're I would like to think in a lot of ways a collaborative person yeah. you know it's just like part of the job title yeah. And I I do think that uh, the consultations are a huge part of it, especially if you're good at marketing, especially if you have a lot of people reaching out, you know, and now they get to the consultation process and you lose them there. Like they're already hitting you up because they think you're good, good enough or want to work with you. And now you're losing them during this process just because you're not like, because you should be in a shitty person or because you don't care enough or whatever. Um, The consultation process is huge. And this is the first meeting that you're going to have with them out of hopefully many, you know, through this process in my mind, it's like most people love to get tattooed, want to keep getting tattooed and may end up with the full fucking body sleeve. But it's like, are they going to stay with me through this whole process or are they going to have to go somewhere else because I've dropped the ball? Right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, just trying to be really clear on the front end. Um, and I think the consultation form allows that. So the main things I have on my consultation form, there's three main things. Um, you know, obviously name, date, basic information, but I'm, I have a section for making sure we're clear on the cost, roughly, m- making sure I've covered the policies with them, and then I have my section for details. So... Uh, before I take any deposit, any 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 payment from you, I want to make sure we're clear again. Make sure there's no misunderstandings. If you have any questions, I look. I want to try to answer them for you. Has that created any new questions? Um, and if all goes good, boom. Then we're putting the actual date on the calendar and and taking the deposit. Um, and that's. I'm sure there's some aspects in there that could be covered or maybe some situations that uh, could occur that maybe there's certain ways to handle them that we could cover, but just trying to give you a streamlined process, that is pretty much the walkthrough. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the walkthrough. And I, I, I want to sell them on, on me and why I'm a good fit. And I'm looking to be clear on the front end. Um, you know, and which I, communication, it's huge. You know, you mentioned it earlier, but, um, you know, how many situations have occurred where it's like, if we would have just communicated a little more on the front end and set those expectations properly, things wouldn't be a mess on the back end. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is coming from someone who's not like super detailed. 
Could you be super analytical? Yeah, but I feel like this hits it enough, but I'm not like hammering in policies. It's where it's like all I care about. Cause some people do get caught up too much on that. But um, that's that's really the walkthrough. Now where now where are there areas that maybe I could improve? Uh, a better messaging system, you know, um, creating a, a time, you know, better systems in my life to allow me to message more often. You know, at one point I had an assistant that handled it for me and people loved it because it was like same day response every time. That's not the case now. Um, but being on top of getting back to people as soon as possible. I know there's a few artists that like have a 24 hour rule. Uh, I don't hit that. You know, um, sometimes it may take me a week or two, but uh, that could be something I could improve. I could improve on a lot. Uh, a good confirming and follow up system, you know, to make sure that uh, I'm reaching out prior to their appointment and after their appointment, and letting them know, like, hey, if there, you have any questions, find any more images in X Y Z, let me know. Um, that could definitely be something I improve on. Um, and, and a better way to file like ideas and information on my consultation forms, you know, versus having them on paper. If there was a better online system or program that would allow me to do this, uh, maybe even take a digital signature and just forward them a link to the, to the, to the paper set up the notes, whatever, that could definitely be an area, um, that I improve on, you know? But uh, I feel like right now, I my fucking dogs are going crazy upstairs. I don't know if you can hear them <laughs> on here, but uh, I don't know. Not to just harp on it, but I think that the consultation is huge. And spending some time and looking at your consultations in the past and asking yourself, what can I do to improve this process? What could I do to improve and give a better experience? What, what, could, I, what could I do to improve my comfortability? You know, and really analyzing, um, you know, and, and try to recall those ones that went really well. You know, let's not harp too much on the bad ones. Let's, let's really look at the good ones, how they went well, what you did, um, you know, and, and, and try to make that a more consistent thing. Because this is how we, we create our livelihood. Obviously, our portfolio is dope, but... Um, the consultation is huge, especially in a world where everyone seems to want custom. They want it to be, they want their tattoo to be one off. They want it to be a custom experience, a custom design, a custom uh, tattoo, and and I think that really honing in on this process will help that. You know, um, but that I mean that's really that's really most of I mean that's all all the notes I have here. Uh, does that generate? Does that open up anything for you, question-wise? Any maybe anything I've missed, or um, maybe from an outside perspective looking in? Um, yeah, I think that, like you said, very for very first thing in this podcast is uh, um, respect of your technical ability, your application design. Um, those things are all already super prevalent in the tattoo industry and super respectable because motherfuckers I didn't is, set the timer sorry that motherfuckers because probably, motherfuckers is what they're hungry you know like I, I 
it's so rare nowadays that I meet a tattooer that doesn't care about being the dopest artist. Like it's it's, it's like everyone wants to be the dopest yeah. artist, right? You know, but uh not everyone's trying to be the dopest salesman that that almost comes off as like cringy a little bit you know but when you're like it's funny that you used car salesman earlier because that's like as soon as as soon as anyone thinks about a car salesman they're like oh you fucking scammer right hack snake oil you know exactly try to get me yeah and mechanics are like the same way you know they totally get a bad rap that way but i don't believe that every car salesman's a bad salesman. 100%. I do think that they are one of the few industries that might have um like overall locked into the whole idea that I need to care about this person or make them feel comforted. Now I will say a lot of car salesmen have taken that and butchered it. Um which is why you clearly have the bad taste of salesmen is like, oh, I'm not gonna hear the price or there's gonna be something on the back of it that's gonna fuck me, you know, which again, which is why just like good communication's so yeah. strong. But if you're in twenty twenty three, um like solely relying on your designs to sell you, I feel like you're just missing a, you know, you might be the top dog. You know what I mean? You might like just have people coming to you because of your pre-mades or your shit. Just like they've seen it so many times on your Instagram. Like they don't give a fuck. That's dope. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, and I think in a lot of ways, maybe a dream space for a lot of artists to be in. Um, But if you're not like just taking time to get better at everything, in particular, maybe your consultation process, you might, you know, you're missing a lot of marks you could be leaving, making. Leaving money on the table. You are as, leaving as money on the Gary table. gave, you might say, you know. Right. And I think when you, the consultation in particular, when you start to hone in on that, you can set yourself up for more successes than not. Yeah. Because when you're just solely relying on making good artwork, you're leaving it to the wind because people could, at the, with those mindsets, like... <laughs> It's either you're down to roll with me or not. Yeah. You're either down or you're not. You know, and I think there is uh, you know, respect and like not caring to tattoo everybody. Um, because we I think we uh advocate for that, you know, but everyone wants to be tattooed though. Like everyone wants to be tattooed and people want to be tattooed by good people on top of that. So when you're like taking those extra steps to set things set this journey off the right way in the right direction you're not going to be swinging wild yeah. right i think and if you can narrow in your medium be like i can just be more consistent like you said consistency is really strong um and this is one of the first things about this whole journey is the consultation so if you can just set yourself up best starting out you're going to have a better success rate on the back end i think yeah I do think there's a lot of scenarios that could come up in a consultation that having uh, having some tools in your tool belt to handle them could be good. And, uh, you know, just to give one, and I'm sure there's others, and now would be the chance to drop your comments, what ifs, buts, you know, or, or I, I could see your point there, but what about this? Like now's the chance to drop those in and we can do some follow-up videos uh, or follow up on the next podcast or whatever to kind of help uh, handle those. But I think the main one for me is, uh, 
you know, or that that's really expensive, or why do you think you charge that much, or you're not worth that, or like uh, when you're talking money, like no one wants to pay that, um, you know, and a lot of times, one one in specific I can remember, um, and I'm trying to decide in my head if this really brings value to this podcast right now or not, but. Um, and you kind of already touched on it with come kind of, I, I do like to compare it to a car, you know? Um, but for me, I, I charge what I charge because I've leveraged my time and I find value outside of tattooing as well. You know, so instead of doing 20 tattoos in a week, I'm going to do two and I'm going to spend every chance I get outside of home with you and trying to, to cater to you i'm not catering to 10 people in a week i got two you're all mine i'm all yours and i'm really putting all my eggs into your basket um and and for me that's why i charge what i charge you know and if 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 that doesn't work for you like i I would be happy to give you recommendations maybe help you get into the chair of somebody who i think could do a great job for this tattoo but the price points might be different um but i understand where you're coming from and you know tattoos are obviously not a priority you know um, life happens and, uh, not everybody is in a, in a spot to drop X, Y, Z on a tattoo. And I get that, you know, so there's no hard feelings, but this is just how I roll. This is what I charge. Um, you know, but there's no pressure for me The takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's just one example of how a consultation could go sideways. And that's exactly what I would do. I would I would do a takeaway. It sounds harsh, but I would I would take it off the table in a way that's like I don't you know I understand and I don't need to book this. Even though I would love to work with you, uh, I'm not going to try to talk you into it if you can't afford it or you know what I'm saying like. Um, I think it alleviates pressure in a lot of angles, yeah. right, on you and the client because it, I feel like a client could do one or two things. There's kind there's super kind people like like the extreme kind person where they're like man, I'm not really sure, but like he's super stoked on it. So I kind of want to do it because I've seen that happen. I know you've seen that happen too, where people go through with a tattoo and then on the back end, there's a level of resentment with that person because they didn't speak up or maybe because they didn't feel they wanted to speak up and you can't control every person, right? You can't like always dictate those things, but on the adverse of that, people that are like, well, you're just trying to fucking get me, you know? Um, I know shit's not that expensive. Well, it's so easy to just be like, well, we don't have to do it. Yeah. I like, I want to do this cause it's awesome, you know, but in that moment you're alleviating like, Oh, I don't have to do this so again. Like the transfer of power is like, you do have power in this happening and not happening. Yeah. Right. And yeah, when you do sure. that, it's like, again, just that visual of like, Oh shit. Like throwing the ball at them, you know, tossing the ball over in their direction. You know, the ball's in their court. Now it is, now definitively your opportunity to make a, a call and a decision here. Yeah. You know, I feel like I have informed you. Well, I respect you, you know, which is why I pass the power back to you. Um, and I think that does a lot for people, yeah. you know, especially in a situation that's like, I don't want to say it's life or death, but it is in a lot of ways definitive. You know, there's a, there's a thing with uh, like an almost an eminence with tattooing that it is, it's the, the permeance of it. Like it's, it's permanent. 
you know, when we're discussing those things, I want to do it. I'm going to do it in a way that you're never going to want to cover it up. You're never going to want to get rid of it or whatnot. So I'm not going to force you. There's no yeah. percent of me that's forcing you to this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a hundred tattoo. There's a hundred tattooers within the city that could meet these needs, you know? Um, and that's just gives me a chance to bless someone else with a client, you know? But, um, yeah, I'll follow up with something. Um, yeah, and and it's that example in specific. I've been able to alleviate from most every consultation I've I have now. Um, that's almost never an issue because of the filter I have set up in my process. Uh, you know, and I th- I think we've already spent quite a bit of time kind of talking about this. So are we in an hour? Are we an hour in or have we? Yeah, we're a little over an hour now. Um, I don't know how you feel or, you know, where your head's at, but I feel like a good, maybe, uh, maybe perhaps not the next episode we do, but a good follow-up episode at some point would be talking about that filter. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of mindset that goes into it. Um, I also think that kind of talking about where we were at in our the my career and our career i say are a lot because you know we're like fucking one of the same i feel you know and he's played a huge part in in my business and uh i think it's just more appropriate to say are we but where we were at when we decided to implement that because at the time when we did mentors in my life were saying dude that's crazy don't do that and i think that there is a lot to say that now that we've come this far in living into these actions i can i can say that there's i don't know there's a right and a wrong yeah in either belief system yeah um but there are like goals a way that you want to handle your business or like present it yeah in a way that you like again you've you've you know got the power to do and make the decisions or structure your business the way that you want to structure it but um yeah and a, cu- a couple things that would dictate that would just be how far are you booked out? How many messages in your inbox? Those two things right there could tell me what you need to apply to this filter or not. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you're on the slower side, and you don't have a ton of messages, then this is probably not the best option because you need to talk to more people. Right. But if you're booked out a year and you've got 50 messages and you just can't fucking get to, that tells me you need to set up this system that allows people to filter themselves out of the process so you don't have to do it. Because each message takes a few minutes, you know. So if I got 50 out of the 50, 20 of them aren't qualified, and now i got to tell 20 people or leave them on red that they're not a good fit for me, um, I just find it better and less pressure on me. And less stress on me to let them take themselves out of the process. And you're providing more value that way too. I think that you don't want to, um, you don't want to come off as pandering. You know, it's not wasting time. Exactly. You know, know, it's like I don't. I I respect everyone's time, and I think you could just generalize. And we, I think we could probably get into that a little bit deeper. But just respecting people's time overall and wanting to optimize your situation, because like I said, we're we're in a day and age where. People want fast information, but long connections, yeah. right? So I want to know the the things that I want to know fast, but I want this relationship to slow cook. I want to feel like there's really something here, yeah. right? 
you know so yeah so i I definitely think that the filtering process we could probably get a whole episode out of it um talk about goals like you know how to accomplish those things everyone's got different goals yeah yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that that uh we could touch on here but i I want to say we covered most of it. So if that raises any questions, any objections, if it brings anything to light for you, let us know. You know, um, let us know, you know. Let us know those what ifs too, you know. I think that it's maybe we took a couple episodes in um, (laughs) before we got to like something really concrete like this because we teach – I think a lot of times more in situations, you know, we break down situations and be like, this was the best thing to do here in our opinions, or maybe here are some options for you to do things differently. Um, and this is like one of the first times we've ever sat down. Well, I shouldn't say it's one of the first times because we broke down the process of our yeah. own so yeah. many times, but this is one of the first times we've like really broke it down um, without the situations or like yeah. without using circumstantial things for educational purposes um and of course as the audience we don't know what you guys are going through we can like make assumptions based on like what we know like chris experiences or like you know some other fellow tattooers because you've been in the game for like 10 years now so there's a lot of things that you've gone through so we can talk on those but let us know what you guys are experiencing like um you know let us into your world a little bit so that we can be a little bit more intentional maybe when we have these conversations and i do think it's good to know what we're going to be talking about going forward so uh definitely let us know those what ifs because when we get into the uh like the filtering process maybe we could even touch on a little bit of those first like just to follow up with a couple of questions we had on the previous episode blah 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 and then we just jump into like the, the filtering process but um but with that, if you have any questions about the filtration process, you know, let us know those things too. So that the filtration process, you're <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking water machine salesman. Uh, but yeah, like the filter, if you have any questions about that too, or maybe like um, some specific things like this is what I want. How do I accomplish this? That way we can like uh, maybe dive into it a little bit more, dissect yeah. some things, bring some like hard value to the individuals like really listen to this. But yeah. Um, good follow-up to that is like really fucking appreciate everyone that's been tuning into these episodes. Uh, we have gotten really good feedback, which has been the narrative I think. And, uh, even starting this, you know, how we handle the consultations and some of the more technical sides of things. Uh, so we've gotten some really good feedback yet. Um, there's a, there's one other book recommendation that I want to drop on you guys. It's, it's really the only one I've read around this because it wasn't until like two years ago that I have the, had the revelation of like actually being a salesman. I never liked that term. I always had an ill conception of it. You know, it was never something that I identified as, but we are salesmen. You know, we do work in sales. Um, yeah, that's why I gotta fucking pay sales tax to the state, I guess. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. But um the the psychology of selling by Brian Tracy. It's a good one. You know. Um a lot of good mindset around it and uh you know what the consumer's looking for when when looking to buy something. So uh with that being said, 
I think that's really it. So I'm going to hand it over to Tim. He's going to run through the social media stuff. And uh, we're going to be on to the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) That was dope. I like that. All righty. So per usual, uh, you can find our podcast on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google, all the good stuff. If you consume this through audio, uh, we do have YouTube videos. So uh, come check out our faces sometime. Drop a comment, you know. Um, Make sure to check out our website. If you haven't picked up any merch yet, that would be really cool. Really awesome way to support the show. Shout out to Becca. Uh, Just posted her photo. She got a shirt. Also, shout out to Aldo, um, the homie. The homie. Um, He also picked up a piece of merch. So I really appreciate you guys. Uh, we we have a Patreon where we post extra content. I, you get between like three and four extra pieces of content a month for a fucking dollar. Yeah. And I got to say, it's good content. Yeah. Like we, we're diving into some really good meat and potatoes <laughs> with the podcast episodes. But if you're really looking for something a little bit more laid back uh, and maybe even at other times a little bit more dialed in, because I think the last Patreon we did was pretty informative like yeah. actually rather inf- uh, educational but uh only a dollar and that's like a really easy way to support the show but if you're fucking broke if you got nothing if you're out here trying to get it like we are just give us a like drop a comment let us know what your thoughts are if you loved it you hated it what you're going through in your own tattoo career uh we want to know those things and that's just free support right doesn't cost you a dime and who knows it might help someone else that you know too so um, you find me at Saul Good X on Instagram, Chris at Chris Powell Tattoos on Instagram, and and real quick, check out my website. You can look and see what all information's on there. That's a really you know, good plug. Yeah, check it out. You know, um, dissect can, us a little bit. S- submit an inquiry anonymously and see how I handle. <laughs> you know, you know what's fucking funny is like a something. small bit. I've done that shit before just because just as your content creator and like building websites, it's like yeah. I want to know what other people are doing. So I've definitely yeah. fucking sent like some fake emails and stuff like that. Just uh, not to, I'm so sorry to the tattooers that I maybe blue balled a little bit with a cool d- tattoo design. They might've gotten, to <laughs> but uh, I was trying to fucking figure what you guys are out, you know, out here doing and shit. But it would be cool to yeah. get dissected a little bit, you know, pick yeah. us apart a little bit. Tell us what your thoughts are in our process because we're not fucking gods. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> I'm not perfect yeah. at this shit. I'm still trying to figure out what's best. So, yeah. So, chrispowtattoos.com, just like my Instagram without the dot com. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> just Google it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Without further ado, I really appreciate getting this time with Chris, everyone in the audience. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of uh, More Than Tattoos, and we will catch you on the next episode. Yeah, have a good night.